What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. So on this bonus episode today, we are going to continue listening to the interview I did with a man named Arvis Owens. Last week, he was telling us the story of three men who were falsely accused of sexual assault in some capacity in the United States military. And they are just absolutely wild stories. We had the story of Keith Berry, who was a decorated Navy SEAL. In 2014, he was sentenced to three years in prison. And after he served his sentence and went through hell, his conviction was overturned because the admiral involved in the case admitted he felt pressure to convict Keith. Another man we were talking about was Micah Carroll, a former Air Force service member. And with that one, it was the most insane conviction I've heard of in a long time. And I've heard of a lot of different convictions, but basically because he had installed a camera in his bedroom to catch his cheating wife, he was convicted of a sex crime. Absolutely insane. The other man we covered was Clarence Anderson III, and he was a squadron commander deployed five times, you guys. Totally decorated soldier. His now ex-wife was not only having an extramarital affair, but she also became pregnant with the other man's child. Now, during a custody dispute, she just, you know, decided to lob some sexual assault charges against him, and he's lost everything. So, out of all the stories you're about to hear, only Keith Berry, the Navy SEAL, has received any type of justice, and that's if you can even call it justice. Everyone else we're about to talk about, well, they're still languishing in prison or are still on the sex offender registry. And that's as of right now, you guys. And the problem is no mainstream media wants to pick up the story because it goes against the narrative that the military is soft on sexual assault allegations, that they don't investigate, that there's some kind of crime happening here against all of these so-called victims, which is just, it's not true. If you look at the numbers, you actually break everything down. The numbers don't lie. Starting in about 2012, the sexual assault reports doubled. And that just so happens to be the year that Congress started putting pressure on the different military leaders to conquer their quote-unquote sexual assault problem in the military. So, like I said the last episode, the problem is the pendulum has swung too far in the other direction, and these commanders are incentivized to get sexual battery, sexual assault cases racked up. And it's for many different reasons that we're about to cover. So sit back and listen to my conversation with Arvis Owens. I'll, I'll share another story with you. It was about Major Eric Burris. Now, Major Eric Burris was actually a prosecutor, the head prosecutor, uh, Fort Bragg, I believe it was. And he spoke out against the military's policy of bringing cases forward. Even if the evidence said the person was not guilty or the person was innocent, they didn't care. He spoke out in a case and said, hey, this is not true. And so, as you might imagine, his ex-wife, they're they're getting divorced. She charges him with sexual assault. And not only does she charge him with sexual assault, she claims that he sexually molested his daughter or something called tickle torture. Oh, that he wow. was tickling her 
in a sexual manner. And in that case, the head social worker testifies that wasn't true. That didn't happen. And he still gets found guilty. And what's even worse is there's an, there's an Article 32 investigation, which is like a preliminary hearing. Okay. Um, whether something should go to trial. So like a grand jury, like in civilian exactly. world. Okay, gotcha. So normally they're a few pages long. In Eric's case, many, many pages long. And the judge in that case saying his accuser is not credible. They should not go to court martial. There is not evidence to convict in glaring terms. And yet the military still goes forward and they get a conviction. Again, I I would tell you, Athena, there are cases where the accused had DNA evidence and the judge threw it out. So think about that. Your, Your readers who watch NCIS and all these shows where DNA is used to convict someone I want you to imagine DNA that would exonerate someone that's thrown out. The judge throws it out. Hey, we're not going to look at that. That's absolutely mind-blowing because DNA is kind of like the gold standard, especially in sexual assault type cases. And they're just going to throw out something that would exonerate. I mean, that to me just screams in my conspiracy adult mind that there is a lot going on in the background that isn't being said. And, you know, there's ulterior motives, apparently, for these convictions. Right. And so let's go back to that letter where a, a senior member of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the then Secretary of Defense write letters stating how the military is getting convictions in sexual assault cases that civilian prosecutors would not even defer charges. Um The military has rules on how they picked juries, panel members. They pick low low levels of members because it increases the likelihood that you get found guilty. There are cases where you have a white accuser and a minority defendant, and they pick an all-white male jury. Now, see right there in civilian court, that would get that case thrown out in a heartbeat and ridicule throughout the complete mainstream media. That just, it wouldn't happen but it's still happening in military court it does wow another thing that they do is the rules of evidence you don't have subpoena power so again if the prosecution if the government decides it's evidence that you shouldn't get they'll deny it so they deny you evidence there's brady violations but there's no where they deny you evidence that you had a right to receive but there's no penalty for it (laughs) so again how are they getting convictions in cases where civilian prosecutors can go forward. And no one asked that question. And then that's what I ask is, is that what you wanted? Did you want anyone to be able to accuse someone and they get found guilty regardless of the evidence? You also have accusers destroying evidence. And again, there, there's no penalty for that. And then what are the instructions to the judges? How are they, they getting convictions? Why are you throwing out DNA evidence? Why are you why are you not admitting evidence that would exonerate someone? Yet another case. There, this is the Marine Corps. You had a Marine. His name is David Montalvo III. David and his friend in a Marine barracks uh, are hanging out with David's friend, his friend's girlfriend, and her friend. So they're drinking. They're having a good time. So the girls leave at some point. They're drinking. But she comes back, right? The girl, uh, the girlfriend of David's friend and the, the girl that uh, is, is, is trying to talk to David. So 
so David is passed out drunk in his bed, right? His friend lets the girl in. And when he, when he lets her in, she gets in bed with David and she initiates oral sex. So as you might imagine, David wakes up. He obviously likes that and participates. They, they have a variety of sexual encounters. The next morning they wake up and David's overslept. He's late for formation. So someone comes in and says, hey, you're late to formation. He gets ready. You know, he's exchanging pleasantries with the young lady. She gets ready. You know, they, they exchange pleasantries. She leaves. Um, and then everything is happy. And then later he finds out, hey, she's accusing you of sexual assault. And he's like, what? So he goes forward in a trial. D David happens to be uh, Hispanic. His accuser happens to be white. And his panel is all white. Oh, wow. And here's the crazy part. So he gets accused. The only thing he got found not guilty of was the oral sex that happened while he was sleeping. So if you think about it, could David consent while he was sleeping and she initiated the oral sex? Thank you. I no. think that would be some rape situation there if we're going all crazy with the rape accusations. Exactly. Yet he gets found guilty. He gets sent to jail. He's a, he's a sex offender. He, and so you go, wait a minute. She comes back in his room. She initiates oral sex. You find him not guilty of that part. And then they engage it. You hear these cases and you go, how could this be? Would a neutral third party who looked at these cases believe that these people were guilty? And again, cases where civilian prosecutors refuse to come forward with charges. You have... We, and we have a document, we can share it with your readers, where again, the then secretary is doubling down that the Joint Chiefs of Staff member was called out. Some group says, you're lying, you're not getting these convictions. He says, oh yeah, we are. So they double down, they're writing a letter to Congress, and then the Secretary of Defense says, no, we are. We're getting convictions in cases, and actually at a pretty successful rate, a higher rate. How are you doing it? Does anyone, does anyone take a second to ask, how are you doing it? To the tune of... <laughs> We're aware of at least 400 cases. We believe that there's more. We believe that there's thousands. Um, we have information on 400 or so cases where this is happening. Imagine, though, you think it has to be higher because I know there's going to be people that don't even know about your group. There's going to be people that are too embarrassed to even try to get the problem solved. So that number could be way higher than, you know, three or 400 people. It could be. And, and I would tell you, personally speaking to some of these people, the stories, it's in quite a few of them, there were custody agreements. It was an ex in many cases. Uh, there was a divorce. There was a custody hearing. That's where the charges come from in many cases. And you hear about evidence not being allowed or them not getting access to certain evidence. And you go, it breaks your heart. And you go, wait a minute, how, how could this be? How can this happen in the greatest military in the world? I want you to think that all of the countries where the U.S. goes, this is a human rights violation. We, we harp on all of these countries about having human rights violations, and yet we do this to our own military service members. Is that a human rights violation? And yet we, they quietly, they do it, and what they think is that no one's going to care. The military is such a small percentage of the population 
and you don't see it in the mainstream media. So is anyone ever going to believe this, right? No one's ever going to find out about it. No one knows because I had no idea until I met you and started discussing the cases. I guarantee you 80% of the U.S. population has absolutely no idea that this could even happen to our military service people. That's right. I'll share another case with you. This is Damian Yates. So Damien's in the Air Force again, and he he arranges to have sex with a coworker. Now that coworker happens to be married, and they meet, they have sex. Her her husband, and I don't know if they're still married, finds out and threatens to tell her family. He's obviously upset. He claims that she lied to him, telling him where she was gonna be. So she says, Well, hey, I didn't know he was gonna be there. And so he surprised me and it's sexual assault. So think about that. It wasn't sexual assault until her husband confronts her. And so basically there's the preliminary hearing where Damien's got text messages to show she, she knew that they were going to have sex and the text messages refute everything that she said. So the judge in that case, and then Article 32 preliminary hearing goes, hey, she's not credible. This should not go forward to court martial. The evidence support he's not guilty. She knew what she was going through, and she is doing this because her, her husband found out. So that level goes all the way up to a four-star general in the Air Force. They all agree, hey, this guy's not guilty. You know, this this shouldn't even go to court. And then a new command in the Air Force decides with no new evidence, no, we're gonna take it to court martial anyway is Damien chooses uh, a judge alone, right? Because again, he is a black male and he, the, the, the person, his accuser is a white female. And he's told by his appointed attorney that to not choose a, a panel because all of they're gonna see is a big black man and a small white woman. You see, Damien's a bodybuilder at that point. So he's huge, right? He's, he's a bodybuilder, he's all fit. And so he chooses a judge alone. And even with all of the evidence, all the text messages and her own words stating she knew what was going to happen and, and they talk about it, Damien gets found guilty and sent to jail. Oh, wow. And he's a registered offender today. And, and literally, you hear these stories and you go, wait a minute. Is that what people want, right? Do they want someone to be convicted regardless of the evidence? Yeah, this is not justice. I mean, I, I will 100% admit the military of the United States had an issue with not being hard on sexual assault, but it seems the pendulum has swung way too far in the other direction. And this is not justice either. Convicting innocent people is the opposite of justice. And it seems like people in, you know, that the commanders, the people, the judges, they want sex assault convictions on their records so they look good regardless of facts and that's not so, justice so it's even it's even worse than that uh i was told by a colleague who's still in the military that when a person goes up to be promoted to a general or an admiral their records on sex assaults are reviewed oh so wow your record is reviewed. it's even on some people's performance appraisal is their record and background on prosecuting and how they deal with sexual assaults it's on there so it's you have these commanders who are worried about being promoted or staying in the military. So if you, you don't come down hard, and again, it's, it's about getting convictions regardless of the evidence. I'll share another story. This is about, I mean, he's Rick, Rick Livingston, 
Um, and Rick is still incarcerated, and Eric Burris, who I mentioned, is also still incarcerated, unfortunately. Uh, Eric Burris, the tickle torture thing, mm-hmm. and, and Rick Livingston, this was his ex-wife as well. So literally, he goes to court martial. She, he, she claims, his wife claims that he sexually assaulted her uh, and that he assaulted her. Now, what she doesn't say is she had a gun to his head, so he defended himself. In fact, he's just had a court say, you know what? I think he got 17 years or 20 years, something like that. Oh, wow. The appellate court said he shouldn't have been allowed to mention that she had a gun to his head when he defended himself, but he wasn't. So he got convicted in court of that as well as a sexual assault, but he wasn't even allowed to say, well, she had a gun to his head and he was defending himself. And so because he wasn't allowed to argue that, they took 30 days off his 17 years. So, you know, he should have been allowed to argue that in court. So the court never hears she's got a gun to his head. Um, And he's got all of this evidence that he shows, and yet he's still convicted of sexual assault. And you're just like, wait a minute. There's all kind of evidence he was not allowed to present. Maybe that's how they're getting convictions. And again, the civilians declined to prosecute. They looked at the evidence. It wasn't credible. They just they declined to prosecute. They left. They didn't even do a police report, Athena. That's how bad it was. Oh, but wow. yet the military not only takes it, but guess what? If, if you deny someone access to evidence and the panel, the court, the judge doesn't see it, well, guess what? Who, who's surprised if you don't get convictions? And the standard American person doesn't know is, hey, the military is getting convictions. You, you do not know the background story of what happened. This is absolutely mind-blowing, and it's all true, you guys. I've seen the documents. I've seen the stories and the different news outlets. We This is actually happening, you guys. I know it sounds like we're bullshitting and, you know, we're kind of exaggerating, but we are not. This is straight up what's happening to our service people. It, it, you're correct. And I'd like to throw in an Army story because I've hit Army, Navy, and Air Force and Marines. Yeah, I'll do an Army again. So this was a soldier's name is Chris Hines. So he's at a party and he's talking to a young lady. They go back in a room to have sex, right? And not only is he in the room, but her best friend is in the room with her and him while she's having sex. And and while they're having sex, she's she's on top of him. So she's on top. And when it appears she is really enjoying things, maybe about to orgasm, her friend decides to give her some privacy and leave, right? I'm not sure why it took that long, but her best <laughs> friend decides to leave the room. So she leaves the room. She's, she's on top the whole time. A person from the party comes in and they shoo him out while she's still, you know, doing their thing. And I think it was six months after the party where he gets informed he's been accused of sexual assault. And what he finds out is she was engaged to someone else. And after he finds out that she had sex at the party, the sexual assault allegations come forward. And so in court, and it's in the documents, I'd have to look at it, where they ask her, wait a minute. So if you were you, you were getting assaulted while you were on top, well, well yes. <laughs> so you could have stood up and left, right? Well, yeah. She wouldn't answer why she just didn't stand up and leave. She wouldn't answer. Um, so, so you could have mentioned to your best friend who was in the room, you were, well, no. So, so the person comes in the room and, and, and yet you keep going. 
and, and, and it just begs the question. He still gets convicted. He still gets sent to jail. Um, the dishonorable discharge, all the, all the other negative things that come with that. And you're like, at what point do we say enough? The, the, the military assigns uh, special lawyers to the accused. We talked to a retired investigator who came forward to us who, who mentioned how they would stymie cases. In fact, there's a report, and I'll share that with the, your uh, listeners as well, where the military admits that they have challenges, they say, in the fair, administ- in fair administration and investigation of sexual assault. Because they admit it, how you have these lawyers who are advising the accuser to destroy evidence. Why would you advise your client to destroy evidence if they're telling the truth? That sounds kind of illegal. I know in civilian court, that is a big no-no. You cannot destroy evidence. Either way, if it's positive or negative, you're not supposed to destroy evidence. That's absolutely mind-blowing. This is allowed to happen. So so you have a retired investigator. I mean, literally, we've talked to several others. We've talked to people, but they're scared to come forward because if your work in any way affiliates with DOD, what's going to happen to you? you We've talked to attorneys. Uh, There's an Illinois law group law review group who wrote an article and some, several other people and and again the biggest thing is when you go to the media uh, many media sources about the story is that they they don't want to come forward it, it's really heartbreaking that you go wait a minute here's this evidence here's this information hey can we get an independent review can we have people look at this and say is this right and can we go after the people that did this that that created a system or or corrupted a system of justice you know, ethically, you know, you got attorneys doing this. You have military leaders doing this. You don't know how high it went in government. Did someone explicitly say to do this? And again, I- I've talked to some people who say, well, the military felt pressure. So tell me what member of Congress or higher told you to withhold evidence. Tell me which member of Congress told you or, or higher to to skew the juries in a certain way. Tell me which member of Congress told you not to allow this information to be sent. It's, it's, I, I would like to hear that. And again, do the American people care? Because here's the thing. If they do it in the military, is civilian the next step, right? Right. If you do it in sexual assaults, well, you do it in other cases after that. And again, people don't know. They just assume Hey, you got found guilty, you must have done it. Right, right exactly. And who is going to want to join the military knowing that these kind of convictions are even in the realm of possibility? If people knew that before they were going in, I guarantee you that number would drop even further for the enlistments. Who wants I that agree. risk? <laughs> I, I agree. And, and you know what? I especially think about the parents, moms, especially. It's imagine sending your son to the military to know that he could be falsely accused and he wouldn't be believed, right? He wouldn't be believed and he would live his life broken if he lived at all. Again, what I didn't mention and I should have is all of these men at one point contemplated suicide, right? Think about them. They were Boy Scouts. They were leaders. And to have that designation, right, and literally overnight your world has changed completely, People treat you like a pariah on so many levels. Yeah. And and, and I want to just say this thing, slightly unrelated, that, that you meet other people, even in civilians, who receive that designation and you go, wow, I can't believe. You know, they also were mistreated. They also were found guilty of this. And they're not. And so 
again, the military or more concentrated effort where you find some things in civilian, but it's, it's less concentrated, I think. And, and it just breaks your heart. But I, I agree with you that if you're a military, if you're a dad or a mom and you have to advise your son or daughter, you got to get them uh, a toy that leads them to the military. You, you may want to think twice. And, and here's the misnomer people say, well, they knew what rights they were giving up. I assure you, they don't. They yeah. don't understand fully that, hey, they could stack the panel against you, right? And, and again, I don't want to imply that everybody on a one-sided panel is racist, let's say. But the perception is that they could be. What if one member is? In fact, in talking to a friend of mine who said, hey, you know, I'm fair, and, 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 and this person is white, and I asked him, I said, okay, so imagine a person of color accuses you of something falsely. He says, okay. In fact, he told me that happened. And I said, imagine you go to court and the whole panel is that minority group. Do you feel you would get justice? Absolutely not. There, and that's why they don't do that in civilian court. Correct. It's just, it's not done and it's not done for a reason. Athena, he got quiet. He wouldn't even answer because he knows that nothing like that will ever happen. Right. I've talked to members of law who who are civilians who have seen the process in the military and they're appalled. They're, they're somewhat surprised and, and literally you show them the evidence and they get quiet. Their, their breath is taken away and you go, wow, this, this is happening. And again, they see the information, you have the information and you go, Hey, let, let a third party look at this and, and determine, Hey, what's happening here and let's do something about it. But again, you would, you would be surprised how many people don't care, um, which is why we, we have a website. Oh, yeah. Let's let's tell people what we can do to try to help you out. Let's talk about the change.org. Let's talk about your website. Let Hook my listeners up with how they can get more involved and how they can help spread the word. Perfect. So one, if you know a media source that we can leverage to get the word out, that's always appreciated. That's highly appreciated. Number two, we have a change.org. Um, falsely and wrongly accused service members. Um, the easiest way to find our change.org is we have a website. And it's www.wouldyou, together is one word, .care. So it's www.wouldyou, so the word would and you, .care. Okay. And, and you guys, at when you're done listening to this, just scroll down in the show notes and I'm going to have a link to make it super easy. So you guys can go directly to their site, directly to the change.org petition. And I'll also have supporting documents to what we're talking about right now. So you can see for your own eyes, what is happening. Thank you. I think that's, that's wonderful. And, and again, there's a change.org and there's links to the change.org in the on the website you can read the stories you can read the stories from the moms from the service members and then go to the petition and 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 please sign it because that's what we're asking for in this group is an independent review we're asking the president we're asking congress provided we get enough signatures to get their attention enough media attention to get their attention is literally showing that you care people say they care about veterans they care about the military but okay Actions speak louder and louder than words. Would you sign this petition? Would you put this out in the media? Would you contact your local representative so we get this information out there, and we have an independent review, look at these cases, and then do an investigation? And again, there's documents where the military have acknowledged it. We have those as well, and yet 
they want to say, well, well, we'll change things going forward. But what about all the wrong you did? How do you go back and fix that? How do you go give someone back years without being with their, their children? Some of them did get solitary confinement, but years in jail, many of them, if not all, contemplated suicide because of this. And again, I will tell you, not for the support of someone, a loved one, they might not be with us anymore. And, and again, it's because think about how that weighs on you. And, and again, I tell people, has anyone ever lied on you? Has anyone said you did something and you didn't? Now imagine that times a thousand and all the ramifications that come with, with being on the registry and things like that. And you will be amazed at how you feel, how you can feel. And, and so countless people have started to come to us to say this is happening. And again, they're afraid, Athena. They, they don't think people will care. The military is such a small part of the United States. And again, we're like, no, you have to say something. You have to stand up. But, but a lot of these men are broken. And so they're hiding their face. It's some of their family don't even know what happened. And so they're holding on by a thread. So we really hope that, again, we say, look, don't believe us. Look at the documents. Give us the independent review. Look, at, have an independent third party. There, there's somebody, Rachel Barkow. She's an NYU law professor. Uh, she's, she's amazing. She sat on a, like a drug panel board to look at sentencing. Uh, during one of the presidential administrations, along with a group, and they were able to roll back many of those charges. And so, you know, she would be magnificent. She's at NYU. She's a brilliant law professor. And think people of her ilk, um, think about cities that have um, uh, conviction integrity units, but yet you don't have anything like that in the military. People to look at that. And again, not only do we want them exonerated, but we want the same level of press out there so that people know it, so they can hold their head high, because they've had friends and loved ones who ostracized them, right? Think about it. You don't, you, your kids don't get to go to birthday parties when you're on the registry, right? Your neighbors don't come by and drop off a coffee cake when you're on the registry, right? Um, they don't invite you to their home. For, there are so many different things that happen to you, it would be impossible. We could have multiple segments on just the punishments that happen to you as a result of being on the sex offender registry. Oh, I'm sure. Okay, now what if I have people out there listening and they're in this situation? Is there a way for them to contact you like through your website or something better? Because there might be listeners right now. I know I have military listeners and what if they're in this situation? How do they get a hold of you? Here's what they can do. Um, we have a Facebook page about Would You Care and we also have the website www.wouldyou.care and there's a contact form there. So you can reach out to us, you can comment on our page or have someone do it on your behalf. You can email via the website and we will talk to you. Again, obviously we have to vet to make sure things are, are legitimate. Again, right. we've had countless people contact us. It, it's usually mothers for the most part um, who, who typically are very aware and they go, hey, this happened to my son. And so again, we, we welcome that. We welcome that for you to contact us, let us know what happened, and we are trying to get the, the message out there. So again, anything you can do to help us get the message out there is greatly, greatly appreciated. All right, guys, spread this episode around and do what you can do. Share it on your Facebook or share it on your Instagram, whatever social media you're on, because no one knows about this. I mean, I'm always reading military information every single day, and I wasn't even aware of it 
until what we started talking a month ago and you dropped the bomb on me <laughs> it's right. a nightmare you, you know what though athena and, and i want to thank you because you were open-minded enough to read the information right you didn't dismiss it you were curious and you took the time to say well look, let me see what you had and you read the information and you go wow and i and, and so i can't thank you enough oh, for course. having that level of respect because so many people they don't want to hear something that's counter to a certain narrative so again you guys that was arvis owen explaining what is happening to our service members like i said earlier i'm going to link all of the websites you can go to to help these guys out please take two minutes of your time and sign the change.org petition so that's about it for this episode, guys. We will be back tomorrow with a new episode. But in the meantime, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.